0: The Aggies landed four-star wide receiver Draylon Miller. This guy is a starter the minute he walks on campus. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. I hope everybody's having a great Friday, and I know that I am because the Aggies just landed absolute monster four-star wide receiver Draylon Miller. I I can't express how big of a get this is for the Aggies. I mean, this is like – this is the type of get that really can spark something for you. So Miller, six foot one hundred and ninety pound wide receiver sixty second ranked player um in the on twenty four seven sports in the composite rankings. So he chose the Aggies over USC and LSU. You know, watching the tape, and Miller's been a guy that like, you know, sometimes when these players commit, I'll, you know, I'll watch tape and I don't know a ton about them until I want, you know, like previous to them committing Miller. I've been on, you know, excited, hoping Miller commits to Texas A&M for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks now. So I've seen his tape a handful of times and goodness, does it stand out Miller's tape? It's um what what he does so well that stands out to me. The thing that is just so amazing about the way Miller plays football Is the elusiveness? I mean, my goodness, my favorite play. One thing is funny. You all, everydayers that are in here listening every day, go watch. Always when I'm talking about, go watch. um, When I'm talking about the tape, go watch the 24/7 sports tape on these players because that's you know the tape I use. But Miller, he had this one play where he kind of got, he got to the outside and it all closed in on him, and it was like there were. Cornerbacks, linebackers, safeties surrounding him. I mean, it was like, okay, well, good job. You still gained twenty yards. On to the next play, no, he like went backwards around the. Ho- Normally, a play, one of those plays where like he could lose ten yards and everybody's a little grumpy, or he takes it to the house. This case, he took it to the house, and goodness, I mean, it was incredible. He broke some ankles, made people miss, and was able to get around all the traffic and score a touchdown. And it was like, you know, when I was watching the tape, the you know, recently, when you watched the first time, it's like what stood out to me as well was the fact that, like, this wasn't a one-off play. That play I'm talking about, it wasn't like that was the one time he did something elusive and was able to make somebody miss and score a touchdown. It was like every single play, you know, he's making somebody miss or doing something spectacular just with his elusiveness. And, um, you know, but, but that's the thing about it. I talk about he um, – I have a couple of quotes from him that were on um, on Three's article when he committed, um, one of which I feel like – and I'm guilty because I've used this analogy before, but people throw this, Debo Samuel, he's the next Debo Samuel. They throw that out. I, I did it talking about Jordan Anthony for different reasons. I, I don't think he's – I thought they might use him similarly, similarly. I think the whole Debo Samuel thing is thrown – thrown out at the wrong times. So when I say that, I mean this, um, When I talk about Debo, well, the thing before we get on to Debo, you know, the thing about Miller is, I mean, this guy legitimately, he I I, I'm willing to almost guarantee he starts the minute he walks on campus. He the six foot one ninety frame, you know, he's built, he's strong. He's not a kid that looks like he's got to grow into his frame. He's physical. He has all the attributes you need to have to play wide receiver at the next level. And he has them right now. He still has a senior year of high school. This guy in 2024 is going to be lining up next to Evan Stewart or lining up on the wide receiver room, lining up to play a wide receiver with Evan Stewart, and I'm willing to almost take that to the bank. That's how confident I am in that. But back to the Debo thing. So, like, those everydayers, like I said, that that were tuned in and listening to me talk about Jordan Anthony, I think what I was – when I, went, I wasn't comparing Jordan Anthony, who, of course, is the tra- transfer from Kentucky that committed to Texas A&M a few weeks ago. I'm not – I wasn't comparing, like, their – size and in the way they play and if I did I need to watch that tape back and see how I explained it but like what I was trying to better explain was that you know the 49ers create plays for Debo they they run routes through him um but I'm gonna make a bold statement you know Debo to me he he, everything he does is around the line of scrimmage so it's hard to say he is a wide receiver so Draylon Miller watching the tape is a wide receiver. He runs good routes. He gets the ball in, in different ways. He gets the ball on slants. He gets the ball on go routes. He gets the ball on posts. He gets the um he he, he run. He hasn't the route tree is amazing. He's able to run every route a wide receiver can run, but he's also able to do things Debo Samuel does. So when the reason I wasn't gonna even bring up Debo. But in his interview saying why he chose Texas A&M, um, Miller said that he wants to be used – or the coaching staff wants to use him like Debo Debo Samuel, kind of what they do now with Nia Smith. So, But like I say, you, I don't love throwing the comparison around to Debo because I think it's one of those like overflated – it's like any time a wide receiver gets a handoff, it's like he's Debo Samuel. What I will say is this. So I'm going to contradict myself and say this guy plays football – like Debo Samuel, okay? I hate doing it because I am contradicting what I just said, but it is a fact. Go watch the tape. He's hard to tackle. You can wrap him up, and he's not going to go down. I think Debo's a couple inches taller, but, I mean, they're kind of built similar, you know, body-wise. I know Debo's just a tad bit bigger. But the point is, you watch this highlight tape. He, he had a couple plays where he, w- he would run um, while as a, a Wildcat quarterback. He had a couple plays where he would get into rounds, stuff like that. So Miller, I'm telling you, this young man is – is if you had to find a kid to compare to Debo Samuel without it sounding cliche, Draylon Miller is the guy to compare to Debo Samuel, and that's genuine. If you don't believe me, go watch the tape, and I promise I will not talk about Debo Samuel on this podcast for one month. And if I do, you all can yell at me, but that is it for this month. But so Miller, I mean I, I just – I don't think you can over-explain how big of a get this is for the 2024 class. This brings the class to 15th nationally. You know, we talked a little bit, and, and today we're all talking about recruiting. I'm going to talk more about some of the rest of the class. We're going to look where we're at, where who, what we need in the future for this class. So we're going to break down the 2024 class after we get, done, we get done talking about Miller. But, you know, Aggie fans, I think I, I saw a lot of the narrative floating around a month ago, people concerned about the 2024 class. At that point, we had like five commits when it was pretty much just, um, well, well, we'll go over the class in a little bit, but we had you know four or five commits, and people were like, oh, my goodness, nobody's committed. This class is 50th. What's what's going on? And, and I kind of said, relax. We're going to be okay. I had Brian Smith, our recruiting expert here at Locked On on the show to go over some you know recruits, and he said the same thing. He said, Aggie fans, relax. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. You're, the commits are going to come. This is what these, you know, June, July, that's what these months are for. And goodness, have the, have the commits come ever since he came on my show and said that. So, Miller, I just think, you know, you can't say get the ball rolling because what is that, like 17 commits in the last two hours? But, you know, so he he doesn't get the ball rolling. But as of right now, Draylon Miller is the headliner of this class for the Aggies. I think there's definitely potential for him to be dethroned by somebody else at some point. Just And when I say, you know, headliner, you know, the top recruit. So he could be dethroned. But this is a kid who's going to walk into campus, walk onto campus, walk into the facilities, and he is the guy. I loved loved reading his quotes about what he loved about Texas A&M. He loves the atmosphere, the family environment. The coaching staff made him feel like a priority. They told him like, and one thing you know, I like learning the inner workings of how people recruit. I think what what Miller said is how Coach Fisher kind of uh, Coach Fisher and Company, um, and then um, Craig, you know, and, and how they sold this to Miller was kind of it was. We need you. We want you. You can come here and you can play for us, and, and, and I think that says a lot. You know, Coach Fisher and the company, they're selling that you're a player that can help our football team, and Miller bought that. So, I mean, when I say bought that, I mean he bought what he was selling, but it's not like he's selling something, selling some bull hanky. I mean, this is legitimate. Draylon Miller is going to come in and be a guy for the Aggies. Um, And then the other quote I, I love just seeing from him is he said, you know, uh, Miller said something along the lines of, "Let's go. You know, I, I'm I'm here. I, I'm here to win football games. Let's go win a national championship. I love seeing drive like that. I love seeing motivation. I love seeing that Miller's gonna come on campus and the bar's here. He won't take anything lower than that. So this is a big time get, folks. This is you're allowed to be excited. This is awesome. I'm pumped. This is a big, big, big time get for the Aggies. So be excited about it. Enjoy it. If you got any um." You know, your know, you, you weekend plans, talk about Draylon Miller. That's what I'm going to be doing. Everybody be excited. This is a reason to be excited. I'm pumped. Amazing football player that's going to make this football team better the minute he walks on campus. And I cannot wait to see Draylon Miller in the maroon and white colors catching passes for the Aggies. Let's break down the rest of this 2024 class. What do we need? Who do we got? What are we looking at? Let's talk about it. I think this class is in a dang good spot right now, but let's break it down. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today. So here's an interesting stat. I love this. I was talking to my dad. I was um, in the middle of writing some articles talking to my dad, right? And we were talking about um, how... People, you know, um, I have an episode that I've pre-recorded that'll be coming out in a few weeks, talking a little bit about Wegman and, and his uh, upside for the season. And I was telling Dad, I was saying, "Man, people are going to hound me for my take on Wegman on how I think his what his upside is, is in the SEC." And so that um, when we were talking about specifically Spencer Rattler and KJ Jefferson, and my Dad was like, "What are what what are the Heisman odds for those guys look like?" And I'm thinking that Jefferson and Rattler are both going to be above Wegman. Nope. Connor Wegman's chances to win the Heisman Trophy are higher than KJ Jefferson and Spencer Rattlers. Maybe the people, the Vegas betting insiders know something. So if you want to go put a future bet on a little bit of uh, who, Connor Wegman to win the Heisman Trophy, go do it. I'm not going to yell at you. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So I'm done screaming and being excited about Miller. That's a lie because when I'm done recording, I'll just go back to doing that. But let's go through this class. I've kind of got, I, I just want to go, I want to, I want this episode to break down where we're at. And at this pace, goodness, I mean, w- when this episode gets posted, we might have four new commits, but, um, Let's run through it and see where we're at. So we just talked about Miller. Um the addition of Miller brings this class to 15th overall. So, your next best commit is Jordan Pride, the safety. He's ranked 105th in the National Composite Rankings, four star. Then you got Daelan Evans, the defensive lineman. He was he's ranked 110th nationally, he's a four star as well um Evans you know there was a little bit of of, of stuff rumored around that um uh, there were some rumors floating that he might flip to um Florida and it it was you know that was circulating but i mean you know i feel like you can kind of get that vibe you you can get the vibe when someone's planning to flip or planning to decommit whatever and uh Dalen Evans he he, he he's posting Aggie stuff. He's cheering people on. He's saying, you know, come home, come home, come play for the Aggies, stuff like that. Um, so Dalen Evans, I don't think he's going anywhere. There was a point in time I was very concerned. That concern has gone down considerably. I'm feeling a lot better about this situation. So hopefully Evans is here to stay. I feel confident in that. Um, but if something changes and I hear any other rumors floating around around that, we'll talk about it. But as of this moment, I feel pretty good about Evans. You know, actually, not pretty good. I feel very, very, very confident. Evans is going to be part of this 2024 class for the Aggies. Um, Weston Davis is one of the the other more recent commits. The big old offensive tackle, four star, 176th player nationally. You know, another blue uh, blue chip player. There's something about blue chip offensive linemen that it's like they just I think you, like blue chip skill players, so you know receivers, running backs, tight ends, um, always are exciting to me. I, I, as I think they are to anybody. Like everybody, I mean, we're always going to get more excited about a quarterback commit, running back commit, um, tight end commit than we are a um, than we are an offensive line commit. I think once again, that's just human. Na- that's just football fan nature. But at the end of the day, you know, especially with how bad the offensive line was for the Aggies last year, it proves to you you need these guys. You need these guys who are dang good offensive linemen, good football players who are able to come in and just dominate and you know get have make time for your quarterback, make holes for the running backs. So, you know, getting a guy like Davis is a big time commit. Um, so you know, great player. We we talked about him this week, broke down the tape on him. So Davis, I'm really looking forward to see what he can do um ashton funk same thing and every time i talk about ashton funk i'm going to talk about how awesome of an offensive lineman that offensive lineman name that is because it is just awesome so funk he's a big son of a gun big six foot seven offensive lineman 197th nationally four star offensive tackle so you know the way i look at it is like this you know offensive line you have to have five guys out there you have injuries you have people not play well you have lots of stuff go down right And so you already bring in, you have we are the Aggies already have three offensive linemen commits in this class. Davis, Funk, and then we'll talk about Cohen Eccles here in a minute. He's an interior offensive lineman. But I love that. You've got three committed right now. You got two tackles, you got an interior offensive lineman for the future. You got your left guard and and left and right tackle of the future in these guys, which is great because Davis plays a lot of right tackle. You know, Eccles plays interior. You, You you got guys who are naturally play different spots. I think it's big time for the Aggies. So Landed a whole bunch of offensive linemen. I said the other day, and a listener commented and said, I agree with you, you know, um, bring in more offensive linemen. And I think it's a a great point. Keep bringing them in. Keep bringing in these offensive linemen. You can't have enough talented offensive linemen. I think last year is proof of that for the Aggies. You know, depth was a question. You had guys go down. You had guys underperform. You had some young offensive linemen. You got to have more depth. And I think bringing in four, five, six offensive linemen, it ain't going to hurt. Rather have it, not rather have it, not need it than need it, not have it. Keep bringing them in. And I do think there's more coming. So I think the I think the coaching staff listen to me. I'm kidding, obviously, but I do think that more offensive linemen are coming. Not concerned about that at all. Next, we got uh, Jordan Lockhart, another one of the recent commits. This is interesting. I don't know if anybody saw this on the Twitter sphere, but um, Lockhart, who is a four star linebacker, 369th player nationally, he is actually related to Texas AM center, um, Julius Marble, uh, basketball center, obviously. So that's a little interesting, you know, a little Aggie family action, and it's not really football action. That's kind of, you know, interesting to me. I saw that on Twitter the other day. I thought that was really cool. So, um, Lockhart, great player, sound player, hard-hitting linebacker. I think he's going to have a great career. I think he's a guy that's going to come in and play early on in this Texas a m career. I think he's one of the guys who is a little bit better. And, and it's you know hard to say you can be better than the 369th best player in the class because you're a dang good football player. But I think on the tape, he's a little bit better than that. So I'm looking forward to see um, him bringing the boom to some running backs on um, – Bringing the boom to some running backs when he gets on campus. Then you got the quarterback Anthony Maddox, the 373rd player nationally, four-star quarterback. We talked about him a little bit on a show that's going to be coming out next week when we kind of break down the quarterback room, the future of the quarterback room. And Maddox is just a dog. He's a great player. He's got um he, he he's he's quick. He's got, he can use his legs. He has, but he's not just a runner. He's a pocket passer who can run but he can also run at an elite level. So it's just like he's a quarterback that's going to find success at Texas A&M. Then you got Eric Carner, the tight end. He was kind of the one that really sparked this run of commits. It feels like Carner, I think the news on him broke Thursday last week. And ever since then, it's just been like, bam, bam, bam. But Carner, the four star tight end, 392nd player nationally, good tight end quicker than you would imagine. Uh, We talked about, I think he needs to put on a little bit of weight before he gets on campus, but, you know, I think that um, is going to happen. Or I mean, I'm sorry. He doesn't need to put on weight before he gets to campus. He needs to get in the college weight room and get bigger, faster, stronger. So he just isn't quite the tight end weight that you see right now. So he's going to get there. It's not a concern. It just has to happen. Um, Tristan Jernigan, the linebacker, three star, 509th player nationally. Jernigan's a guy I'm really high on. The tape on him, it, once again, it's amazing tape. He's just a sound linebacker. He's always in the right spot. A hard hitting guy. I just saw he posted on Twitter today. He's officially six foot two, um, which I thought was funny because I'm pretty sure he was already listed at six foot two on recruiting sites, but it's beside the point. Jernigan's a solid player that's going to be uh, a great addition for the Aggies. Then you got um, DeBron Gatling. Gatling is a wide receiver who's not ranked crazy high, 517th nationally, three star, but his tape is good. He he's not a super tall guy, but he has the ability to win 50-50 balls. And I like that. I think that's a good thing for a wide receiver to have, especially not a massive one. Uh Cohen Eccles, the three-star interior offensive lineman. We talked a little bit about the about him already, but sound player, like I said, strong upper body, plays the position well, high football IQ, great technique. I think he's going to be somebody that plays during his Texas AM career. And just a, a football player that knows the game well. And I think he's going to be a power five. Starter at some point, and when I say power five, obviously an SEC starter for the Aggies. Then you got Miles O'Neal, the other quarterback in the class, three star, 877th player nationally. He is more of a like real pocket passer, pocket passer, but he can run, and he's pretty quick actually. Which you know, when you watch the tape, because he's a big old six foot five quarterback, I wasn't really expecting this like you know, quicker guy. And, and he got out of the pocket a few times, and I was like, dang, he can move a little bit. So um, I'm high on him, and then the last guy here is Gabriel Relford, another recent commit. Chose the Aggies over Ole Miss and Vandy. We talked about him yesterday. Three-star edge rusher, 877th player nationally. I think he's another player that is a lot better than that ranking, and I do think he's going to be a guy who just plays the game the right way, and he's going to be a guy who um, he's going to be a guy who plays a lot during his Texas A&M career. So that's all the guys in the class right now. Let's talk about what's next and what are some positions the Aggies need to continue to add to in the 2024 recruiting class. So once again, this recruiting class is sitting at 15th nationally at the time of this recording which that changes every seven minutes, so it's probably already changed at some point, but uh, I'm kidding. you know. More than likely, it's still 15th. So of the 13 commits the Aggies currently have, I had down a little chart here. You got two wide receivers, two quarterbacks, three offensive linemen, um, two tackles, one interior. Eccles is interior. Two linebackers, two defensive linemen, one safety, one tight end. So to me, the first thing that kind of stood out here is I think we need some cornerbacks and cornerbacks quickly. Um, You know, right now you look at the room, uh, Tariq Chappelle is not going to be around um, a crazy long time. Uh, You know, I I, I expect him to be out of here relatively soon. Tony Grimes, another guy is going to be gone soon. And so the future, you know, you got Sam McCall. And then we talked about um, this is another episode where we kind of talk about some of the cornerback room a little bit. Um, That's going to be coming out next week, but I'm out of town. But it's a room, you know, you got your old guys and then you got your young guys. You know, Bryce Anderson um, is a younger guy. So you, you got a healthy mix of veterans and young guys. Um, in the 2023 class, you brought in a lot of talented corners and a lot of guys who are versatile to where they can play anywhere in the defensive backfield. So that makes me feel better about, you know, where the Aggies are in this cycle with um, – Where they are in this cycle with cornerbacks, but I mean, you got to go get a you know handful of them. So I think that's the only position. Um, No, no running back yet. Which the Aggies, I know they're they're in on a few running backs. So I'm not concerned about Texas A&M getting a running back at some point. But um, yeah, I mean, you got offensive linemen, you got quarterbacks, you got wide receivers, you got a tight end. So yeah, on offense, you're just all you need is a running back or two, some more offensive linemen. Um, and then on defense, you got a couple defensive linemen, a couple linebackers, a couple sa- uh, safety, and then you need some cornerbacks. But I think that's exciting to me. The two linebackers, I think it's a position the Aggies need to keep adding to. I wouldn't be upset with one more talented linebacker in this class. But yeah, I think bring a couple, bring in a linebacker, couple more offensive linemen, couple running backs. You know, I think one would be fine um, with how young Ruben um, Owens is. So you know, if you bring in one running back, I'm not going to be upset about it. Um, instead of two there a couple more defensive linemen and then shore up the defensive backfield this class is getting there people and I mean I don't think it's it's nowhere close to done you got 13 commits I think if the Aggies got anywhere to the 25 30 range around there I wouldn't be shocked in any way so this class is nowhere near done and I think it has a chance to be a top one of top eight to potentially better than that classes in the country and I think some of these pieces you've landed this week proves that so Aggie recruiting, it's a lot of fun. It was a fun week. Um, I'm sure there's going to be uh, – one thing I'm excited about, you know, I'm uh, time of this recording, this will be coming out on Friday. I'm heading to the, to the Florida Keys tomorrow, which I'll break down my schedule for next week here in a moment. But um, I am so excited for while I'm gone. I, I bet we get 17 million commits in, in my whole next couple of days shows when I'm back from out of town are going to be all these commits breakdowns. So I'm looking forward to that. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Like I said, I am heading out of town, going to the Florida Keys once again. Genuine. If anybody is a fisherman that has fished in the Keys, please let me know. Um, I, you know, I, I really I'm trying to get down and get on some fish. So if anybody has any tips, tricks, let me know. I would really appreciate that. Next week's schedule is going to go like this: we will have an episode on Monday, an episode on um, Wednesday, and an episode on Thursday. So we will have three episodes next week instead of five. Coming out at normal times, four a.m. on uh, podcast platforms and eight a.m. on YouTube. So that's what time everything's gonna be coming out. And one thing I do want to remind people of is wherever you listen, if you listen on Spotify, if, if you listen on Apple Music, any pop podcast platform, or if you listen on YouTube, I'm on everything for free. So if you want to listen on, if you ever you know you like watching on YouTube, but you're going on a family trip, listen to me on, on where, um, wherever you get your podcast. If you like listening to podcasts and we get a big time commit and you want to see, um, you want to look at me, heck, you know, I get it. Come watch me on YouTube. So there's lots of places you can find me, but I'm done with my spiel. Like I said, that's going to do it for today's episode. Everybody have an outstanding weekend. Fourth of July is coming up. Have a great time with your families. Um, And just as always, I cannot express how much I appreciate you all tuning in every day. It's a blessing to be able to bring you these podcasts on a day-to-day basis. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in. It wouldn't be possible. What I do wouldn't be possible without you all watching on a day-to-day basis. So I appreciate it a ton. That's going to do it. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.